Hi there, you're listening to the First Baptist Church of Oregon City podcast. I'm Pastor John Witham. This sermon, Young Jesus, is from 12 January 2020. The scripture is Luke 2, 40 through 52. Thank you for listening, and may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I want to talk this morning a little bit about children. A wise American philosopher named Groucho Marx once said, once said that children should be obscene and not heard. <laughs> obscene and not heard. And in, in my time in ministry, I've had the, the privilege, honor, and humility of working with children. Um, I say all three of those because Jesus would later go on to tell us that the kingdom of God is like a little child. And that when we, when we interact with children in, in ways in the kingdom um, that provide safety and learning for them, um, it is truly a privilege to see the kingdom being born in such young people. I say humility because on a, a regular basis, I would get caught, stopped dead in my tracks. I like to think I'm a pretty clever guy until you have to talk to kids in front of an audience. And then all of your cleverness fades away. Or you'll get all of the angels lined up for a Christmas program, ready to go out, and then there will be one kid throwing a tantrum in the back, and you go over and you see, you know, why is this student, uh, why is this young child uh, throwing a tantrum? And it was because he wanted to wear his Batman mask out as an angel. And sometimes it's wise to take the path of least resistance, and we just let him. And so in the Christmas play that year, we had Batman Angel. <laughs> sometimes kids just astound you, don't they? Kids are curious. They're filled with wonder. And they have this spiritual attunement that, that we sometimes lose as grown-ups. I don't think it should be any surprise to us that in J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings that the hobbits were very small people who appeared to be like children but were also the most curious and inquisitive of all creatures in Middle-earth. Nerd moment, I'm sorry. And here's another one. In C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, it's not a group of grown-ups that he sends from our world into Narnia, it's children. Children understand things about, about the deeper things of God that we don't, and then they ask questions. And they ask loads of questions. And they ask questions that we don't have answers for because we've lost the curiosity to ask these questions. Children are just... They're wonderful, and they're frustrating, and they're curious, but we would do well to follow in their example sometimes. We have here a picture of Jesus as a young man. We have very little information uh, about Jesus' time before, uh, before his public ministry. We know that Joseph was a carpenter, that his mother was Mary, that his earthly father was Joseph. Um, there are some things that we can infer. We can 
kind of read between the lines and see that Joseph probably died sometime between uh, the passage that we read today and when Jesus began his earthly ministry. Uh, there's a situation where Jesus' family thinks that you know, he's gone mad talking about all this kingdom of God stuff and, and healings and casting out demons and forgiving sins. And so they come to get him and they say it's his mother and brother and sisters. So Joseph is clearly out of the picture. We can also assume that Jesus apprenticed as a carpenter. Uh, had Jesus gone on in the rabbinic tradition, uh, he would have been in religious school from the time that he was, you know, kind of about this story all the way up to the time that he began his public ministry. And so we can assume that at some point he began apprenticing as a carpenter because when the people of Nazareth uh, greeted him in, in Luke chapter 4 after they heard his words, they said, isn't this Jesus, son of the carpenter? We see Jesus in the temple and last week we had Jesus in the temple. And they're two very different situations, but they're also similar in some, some ways. Jesus is now a young man. We don't think that he is a son of the mitzvot, son of the law, a.k.a. we, we don't think he's had his bar mitzvah yet, which was a, a common, is a celebration that's continued to this day uh, when, when boys and girls of a certain age uh, have completed their studies in, in Hebrew. We know he hasn't reached that yet. But Jesus is in the temple asking questions and learning from the teachers. Whereas last week, Jesus as a baby was in the temple fulfilling what was necessary for the law. And now he's learning about the law. We also see an echo, kind of a kind of a taste, a, a vision of what Tom read, of the story of Samuel. It's something called typology, and that's a big word, but let me give you a, a, an easy example of it. When you see a car commercial, and you see this car like driving through the, the you know, it's a, maybe it's a pickup truck or an SUV, and it's driving through some rugged terrain, and a guy gets out and he's unloading tools from the back of a truck. That is typology because that advertiser wants you to think, oh, either A, I'm the type of guy who drives through rugged terrain and gets tools out of the back of my truck, or B, I want to be the type of guy who drives through rugged terrain and takes tools out of the back of my truck. I'm just the guy who dresses like a lumberjack and takes a laptop out of the back of my car. <laughs> yes, amen, amen. And so we see where Jesus is like Samuel, where he's taking on this role of Samuel. He is a young man at a time that God's people had not had a direct word from God in a very long time. And he's curious about what God's law says because he's going to grow up to do something shocking in Israel amongst God's people. And so he's there seeking out the Lord. 
On the flip side, you have Mary and Joseph who party's over, Passover is completed, we're going back home, and it really says something about Jesus' extended family that they just assumed that he was safe traveling with whoever he was traveling with. So they just go on, and then they, they, night time comes, and you want to make sure, you know, the mother hen gathers her chickens, and she wants to make sure that, that yes, Jesus is with them, and uh-oh, Jesus isn't with them. So they go looking for Jesus. And that's interesting, isn't it? They've lost Jesus. They've taken it for granted that Jesus is just going to be there. Happens to us sometimes, doesn't it? We go through our lives and, and we have come to become followers of Jesus and we have been really excited about the Lord in our lives and what God's doing and prayer and scripture and being amongst God's people and serving God in the world through love and justice. And, and then something happens. It's not intentional most of the time. We don't intentionally say, you know, I'm going to put Jesus on the back burner now so that I can do whatever but we kind of just take it for granted that Jesus is just humming along in the background of our lives. And then one day we realize that things are not as they should be. We realize that Jesus is not exactly where we've left him. Or rather, Jesus is exactly where we've left him, and we've wandered off. But Mary and Joseph get to the temple and they find Jesus there and they see that he's safe. He's amongst God's people. Because when we seek God, God is never far from being found. Jesus wanted to get involved in God's business right away. He knew who his father was. And while he respected and was obedient to Joseph, he knew that he had a higher mission and purpose in his life. And so he started seeking to fulfill that right away. And he was in the temple at Passover. And he would later be in Jerusalem during Passover. And the story would have a very different ending. But Jesus sought through his whole life to seek God's ways and will in everything that he did. And he started very, very young. And there are some younger people here today, and there are some of us who are not as young, and some of us who are less young than others. But all of us are called to seek God right away and to seek God's ways and to learn how to be obedient to what God wants for us to do. And Jesus sought it out through the wisdom of, of people who had gone ahead of him. 
These are people who, Jesus, the, the creator of the universe, Colossians tells us that through him all things were created, that he creates and sustains, yet Jesus is sitting down talking with teachers of the law, trying to get to understand how things are, how things have been, and, and how things will be. And so he has the humility to ask questions. It's good to be curious about the things of God. It's good to ask questions about who God is and what is God up to. Because when we ask those questions, we're going to get answered by God who's going to show us and lead us and guide us towards the things that God's up to. But then you've got Mary and Joseph. And they realize that they have taken Jesus' safety for granted. And if you're Mary and Joseph, who were visited by angels for Jesus' birth, suddenly you are very concerned that you have lost the Messiah. The, the Holy One of God is missing. It's not like the time that I wandered off in the grocery store and was hiding in the freezer section. This is the Son of God, and he is in a very large city as a very small person but they've, they've lost track of Jesus. And so they go searching for Jesus, and they look and they look and they look, and they search for three days, which to have lost another human being for three days is a terrifying amount of time to have lost someone. But they find him because they looked. And sometimes it may be more than three days, but sometimes we wander away and realize that we need to find Jesus too. And so we look. They look through a great big city, and there may be a lot of space between us and Jesus. We may find ourselves in the midst of habits, of behaviors, of mindsets, of opinions, of ideas, and worldviews that just don't look like Jesus. But we can find our way back. They could have gotten a week away from Jesus and they still would have looked for him. Because once you realize that you need Jesus, it doesn't matter how far away you are, you can always look for Jesus and find him. You may have to deal with some of the consequences of some of your actions along the way, but Jesus is going to forgive you. Just as he so easily and nonchalantly dealt with his parents. So what's it going to be? What type of searching are we going to do for Jesus? Are you following actively in the ways of God? Or are you realizing that God has priorities for you? He has something set out for you to do? And if so, search for other people that, that God is working the same priorities through. Ask big questions. Get inquisitive. In Prince Caspian, in the... the Chronicles of Narnia series, 
Lucy meets Aslan again after a while, and, and she says, Aslan, you're bigger. She notices, and he says, my dear child, you'll find that as you get bigger, so do I. And there's always new things to learn about God. And maybe you're sitting here this morning, and you realize that you've kind of left Jesus in one place and went a different way. And that you expected that Jesus would be there just like a, an old baseball hat. That's okay. Because Jesus is ready to be found by you. Jesus is there waiting for you to come back home. And we find out later that Jesus is a good shepherd. And that if you have the thought that you need to come back to Jesus, that's because Jesus went out and found you first. So we have to consider, are we searching or are we sitting? And are we growing in the wisdom of God and the favor of God and man? Amen.